This is the Radical RMT podcast, where I talk to radical massage therapists, chat about the unique lifestyle we have in this profession, and cover topics we care about beyond the massage table. My name is Krista Dix. I'm a registered massage therapist with over a decade of experience. If you want an inspiring career that leads to an incredible life, stay tuned. Marty Royal, welcome to the Radical RMT. Thank you very much. Um, this is my uh, first on-site um, interview as far as internationally goes. So I'm now um, in Blackburn, uh, England. And so this was really, really awesome. I just was able to meet with you at your um, your current facility where you represent. Yeah. Um, and that was Cryo Express. So thank you, Cryo Express, for the awesome tour. So tell me a little bit more about what you're doing there right now. Marty, you're a massage therapist here in England. You've been doing that for how long right now? Um, 15 years. Okay. I know I don't look old enough to be doing that, but yeah, 15 years now. Um, I'm a firefighter by trade. That's my main job. So yeah. putting fires out, rescuing cats from trees. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> I became involved in sports therapy, massage therapy, say 15, 16 years ago. Okay. Um, having originated from Ipswich, which is down near London, for those of you who are not sure about geography, um, I was a rubbish footballer. Um, big passion for football, uh, wanted to be involved in professional sport, um, knew I wasn't going to be good enough to kick a ball about. So I looked at other avenues um, to get involved and always been interested in the body, anatomy and physiology and how um, we move and how we can assist ourselves in moving properly. Sports injuries has always interested me, so I pursued an avenue down the sports therapy, sports massage route. And what did that look like 15 years ago? Um, to become uh, a sports like involved in sports massage uh, in the UK. Yeah, well, with um, obviously with my full time employment as a firefighter, I couldn't actually commit to um, a university course. So I done distance learning. Okay. So initially it was um, it was like a year's pre course study. So obviously anatomy, physiology, getting the qualifications up there and that side of things, and then the actual. Um, practical session I done it was a month intensive course, so I was up, sort of came up to Bradford uh, in Yorkshire to do my actual practical training. So I had a month's intensive training, and obviously once I went away from qualified on that side of things, it was in a case of going, getting your hours up, getting your work experience. So the whole course was over two a two year period. Okay. And then what um, What was your first sort of career uh, massage, the part of your massage career, what was the first thing that you did out, out after school? After school? Yeah. Um, uh, I was not the sharpest tool in the box. I wasn't right. very bright at school. It didn't interest me academically. I'm not going to lie. Um, so at the time, I always wanted to join the fire service. Yeah. So it took me sort of three or four years between um, getting different part-time jobs, working in supermarkets on night shifts, um, any any sort of work that lead me into the bioservice because that's quite a tough industry to get into. Um, I was applying all over the country and once I got in there, that was me. That was, that was the career I was going to aim for. And obviously the sports massage and that was... Um, complemented that really yeah and how long are what does that what does the plan look like for you to do to do both for for as long as you can um i've got 
about six years left before I retire okay. from the fire service. So the massage and therapy side of things, I'm looking at building that side of the, my business up. And then once I retire, which I'll be sort of 55, I can then transition across to the to the therapy side and all the other avenues I'm, I'm looking to uh, follow with that. Okay. And when I saw you uh, about a year ago, uh, I yeah. was I was here. I had a massage from you, which was excellent. Thank you. And that was uh, you when um, you were practicing massage. Now I'm seeing you again, and you have a shoulder injury as yes. well. I was trying to relive my youth um, in Mexico and I fell off an inflatable, inflatable um, water park on the Caribbean Sea and then just actually crocked my shoulder. So I'm just waiting surgery on that within the next sort of month or so. Okay. So you haven't been as hands-on as you'd like to be with the massage? No, we've had a few little um, developments business-wise. Um, where well, obviously when I saw you when you come to see me at the clinic I had my own static clinic at the time um, but I'm now looking at moving in with Cryo Express at, at Cryotherapy Centre um, which we've obviously just had a look around um, and once we're up there we're going to have a all under one roof recovery centre so there'll be massage available we've got compression therapy we've got cryotherapy um, adaptive thin air altitude training so as an athlete or as a an individual you want the best in recovery it's all going to be under one roof so you haven't got to go looking for it at separate venues yep um can you explain a little bit more about uh cryotherapy to those who might might know the word but might not know what the, the therapy involves yeah well i'm not going to say that i'm an expert in that right. field um obviously the guys i'm moving in with Debbie and Nargis, they're the, they're the sort of experts in the northwest of England where it, when it comes to cryotherapy. So cryotherapy is immersion into extreme cold temperatures. So it goes up to the uh, the whole body chamber they've got on site, goes up to minus 180. So if you're um, immersed into that temperature, only for a short period, about three minutes, your body's being shocked into going to hypothermia. So it starts to shut down all your, all your um, extremities. And you get a nice flush of fresh blood supply, hormonal response, pain release right. um, to, to to your body. Right. And then the compression therapy would be more of what you're you're using now. Yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that? So again, with me coming up to Cryo Express with this all under one roof recovery center, recovery from an athlete's perspective is, is quite a big passion of mine. Um, I go to various professional football clubs, soccer clubs, whatever you want to call them, um, and actually take the products in with me. So compression therapy, we use um, a product called Recovery Pump, which is a pneumatic sequential um, negative gradient compression garment. So again, with that, it's, just, it's aiding the speed up of recovery from exercise. So it actually um, <coughs> compresses your muscles and increases uh, fresh blood blood supply to uh, to your areas where you've been training. Okay. And then, so one one thing that we were sort of discussing before we started recording, and as I was getting the the tour, is that this is still quite new as far as uh, Canada goes. It's yeah. a technology that's yeah. developed um, in uh, in North America, but yet it's growing in popularity here yeah, and right. in Canada. We're still not too familiar with it yeah um 
trying to discuss why, but like, what do you, what do you feel um, are some of the advantages here? Like, what 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 types of clientele are you attracting here, and how is yeah. it benefiting you as a massage therapist who was you know very hands on before the the shoulder surgery? Yeah. Well, so again, for me, um, there's no one cap fits all. When I, we've had this discussion earlier, so all massage therapies, all holistic therapies. It's not going to work for everybody. Right. So by having all these individual modalities available, um, you can actually um, individualize a treatment or a course of treatment for that individual. So, for instance, we get um, athletes, professional athletes come in. We get amateur athletes. We get somebody who's got an injury from all walks of life come in for treatments. Um, and we can actually specifically target what they need um, so the compression side of things is um, another modality, like you say, it's not that big in Canada at the moment, right. which I'm, I'm finding it hard to believe, yeah. to be honest. Um, compression therapy has been about for, around for about 40 years, sure. and certainly recovery pumps has been around for about 20 odd years now. Okay. Um, but we're seeing the advantages, post-operative recovery, the, the benefits are just unbelievable for uh, reducing swellings and speeding up the recovery process. Mm-hmm. And then as, as a therapist who was hands-on bef- before and then sort of having this, uh, the recovery pump to, to transition and still be able to utilize the skills that you have yeah. um, is, has been an ad- advantage Definitely. for sure. Um, again, with the way I'm using it, if I'm using it in, in a clinic environment, you get the best of both worlds. So as an example, um, the recovery pump we've got, we can actually isolate one limb. So if somebody's picked up an injury through sport over the weekend, they come in for a treatment, we can actually compress the good leg for recovery. And then we can actually do some manual therapy on the injured leg, for instance. Um, And again, we can swap it around. So that way, um, if people are coming in, you're not charging them like an hour's um, cost for the treatment. And just put them in a pair of recovery pump boots all day. You know, you can actually do some manual therapy as well. So it complements what we're trying to do. And the patient customer is going to get the best of both worlds and get some value for money as well. Yeah. And you were already talking about how you work with different football clubs. And so that's also an advantage that you can set multiple people up on these at, at once and then utilize your time better because they're getting the, re- the advantage exactly. of the recovery yeah. go ahead uh, again uh, so rpx the company who, who supplies all the recovery pumps who um obviously I, I do some sales work for if you want we go into clubs demonstrate the equipment um, with the option for the players to buy it individually because a lot of the clubs are putting the onus on individuals to look after themselves so for if they've played a match a, a weekend they can actually use their own equipment in the evening. Right. Um, unless not sort of um, the cuts of the chase, really. They're on a few, they're on a few pounds and all dollars, the, the professional athletes over here, so they can afford the equipment. Yeah. If it's going to prolong their um, careers, then they're encouraged to use it. And again, if we, we can actually go into a club and take five or six units of, of what we've got on the recovery side of things, and then we can assist the physio or the medical staff in actually doing some soft tissue work as well. So again, it's a service we provide um, in a team environment rather than just individuals. Okay. 
So would people be contacting you directly, though, as Marty Royal, sports massage therapist, yeah. at, to provide that service? I'd yeah. just like to know, like, the marketing behind, like, how, how are you getting in touch with these football clubs? Well, the, um, I cover the Northwest okay. for, from the RPX, the, for RPX, for okay. RPX, the company side of things. So we've got our own um, boundaries. I cover the Northwest. Okay. So I get inquiries from clubs go to our head office, which is based down in, uh, in Bedfordshire. Okay. And then they contact me, say, can you go and visit this club? So we go in, demonstrate the equipment. Um, but also I can go into amateur clubs with the equipment I've got. I might get a, a call directly. I might get um, a player who's previously been to see me say, I'm at this club now. The physios ask if you can come and see us. So there's, there's different avenues in which I get contacted. It's just not a personal point of view. I just like going out to different venues, actually seeing what equipment they've got, what they do medically, what they do recovery. And it's just interesting. Yeah, you were describing before we recorded as well that you, you like to learn about what, what they've been doing just like before you get involved. Yeah. Tell me what you're doing for recovery. And um, I mean, certainly the information can get dated quite quickly. I'm definitely, I'm definitely guilty of of that and if you haven't followed followed up on what is happening yep. especially when it comes to these hot and cold therapies or compression therapies you you know you might exactly. be using out, outdated information not necessarily unsafe but with the, with the technology and the research moving yeah. Yeah, we're, so we're, we're all guilty of that <clears throat> um, not keep your, your skills drop off right. your knowledge drops off um, but it's, it's your own discipline obviously I haven't got to meet you a couple of times now you get an opinion of somebody and, and their way of keeping their own skills and certainly as therapists if you've, if you've got that or even as a patient you go to a therapist you know they're on the ball they're, mm. they're current with um, new procedures, new science then that's, that's the best way forward in my eyes and certainly going into I'm fortunate enough to go into a lot of Premier League football clubs yeah. Manchester City yeah. and clubs like that so you actually see and you get to meet the staff who are cutting edge They've got all this knowledge coming in, and it's just gleaning information off them. You can just yeah. use to benefit your own skill set. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And um, how has the shoulder affected your firefighting career at all? Initially, once I've done it, the firefighting I took a little bit of a backseat because I couldn't actually do all, all my full range of movements and lost a little bit of strength. However, that settled down after a little while, um, and I'm, I'm okay at the moment. Sleeping's hard. Okay. I can't sleep in one position. I'm finding it a little bit painful. Yeah. Um, but then obviously concentration on once I get the operation done. Again, I've got my own knowledge, which I've learned of how I can recover, recover. and rehab myself now as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then what's going to be the game plan once you're you're recovered from your shoulder surgery? What's going to be next? So once I get back to full strength, um, which they said naught to three months to get full range of movement. Three to six months, I can start doing a little bit of resistance work and then six to 12 months back to full strength. So in that time period, um, it's just a case of getting, getting myself back, back to full fitness. And then the plan is, obviously the firefighting, has still got five or six years left, so I'll still obviously pursue that career. Um, as a therapist and a sales agent for RPX, I'm looking at obviously going in with Cryo Express and we're going to have a 
hopefully an all under one roof recovery center. Yeah. So we'll have cryotherapy available to customers, clients um, on the ground floor. Um, again, down there, we've got localized cryotherapy equipment and also thin air adaptive um, altitude training. And then first of all, we're going to have a, hopefully we're going to have a live showroom for all the recovery pump stuff, all the equipment that we supply through RPX. And also I'm going to have a treatment room up there. So as my time goes in the fire service, my therapy side of things is going to increase and I can transition across when I retire. And then obviously have a few years doing that before I... Before you fully retire? Or fully retire and lay on the beach somewhere. Right, okay. And you're, um, what I've also noticed on Instagram is that you are a grandfather. I am, now. yes. It's my yeah. um, grandson's first birthday today. Oh, that's exciting. Weirdly enough, so yeah. Um, he lives with my son in Scotland and his okay. fiance. Yeah. I'm gonna actually going up to see him on Friday. Spend the day with him on Friday, so yeah, I don't get to see him too much, but yeah, right. he's, a, he's a little star. Uh, yeah. Something to look forward to in your oh. retirement as well to, to spend more time. Yeah, with him. Um, so this is uh, you know really interesting. Even just like a year ago when I I met you, how your practice has evolved. Is there any way that um, you could describe maybe where you thought you would be when I when I met you a year ago? What what direction you thought your was going you, you just yeah. you know started your static you know you started the static location things were going well that business was also intending to expand and become something yeah, bigger exactly. so are you able to describe where you were then and, and, and where you thought you were going to go and then obviously what's what's happened where i was going obviously when we first met was exactly where i wanted to be and where i wanted to go obviously was working in uh, in with neil at fitbank health group uh, which is functional facility rehab and yeah. fitness facility. So, um, at the time, that's that's where I wanted to be. Um, and obviously, we were moving forward together as a as a joint business. Obviously, I had a setback with my shoulder injury, which yeah. threw me out as well. Um, I actually had. Um, sorry chair noise sorry um yeah with the having become involved with the recovery side of things with the recovery pump um <clears throat> that again that sort of sent me on a little bit of a tangent from where i wanted to be because obviously i was then starting to be on the road a little bit right i got to meet the girls at cryo express and then yeah so at the time where i was was spot on where i wanted to go was hampered by my shoulder where I want to go in the future. I've got it pretty planned out in my head where I want to go, just be involved in recovery and obviously offering anybody and everybody the best sort of recovery we can. Yeah, I think that that's, that's awesome. Um, it's, it's still using the skills that you have from the experience that you have as a sports massage therapist. But yeah. Um, you're you're not you're not completely hands hands off, but you're using your hands less. Which um, yeah, I, I think that that's also where uh, Canadian massage therapists we we do struggle with that transition of of not of not using our hands and yeah. still and still feeling like we're we're using our skills. Yeah, that again, you need to look after your bodies mm -hmm. as therapists. We need to. Um, prolong your own careers as well and if if the the equipment 
the science is there to offer you equipment to complement, not replace, complement. And that's right. a big thing for me. As people say to me, for instance, a Theragun or a Hypervolt, you know, why am I using this for? Well, it's not going to replace my hands because my hands give me feedback. Yeah. Um, you can actually obviously through your palpation skills, you can feel the t- uh, tissue t- tissue changes, any sort of scar tissue build up. You can actually feel it. You don't get that feedback from equipment. However, it can complement what you're doing. Yeah. So if there's a way you can actually use equipment to um, save your hands a bit, just encourage. Yeah, should be encouraged to actually embrace it and, and move forward with it. Um, can I ask about pricing for what would it what would it look like um, for a single session with you? Like if somebody is that is that even a you know something that people could still yeah, yeah. get? And then what would it look like? And you can give ballparks for like going to provide the service for the one of these football clubs or yeah. Um, on an individual basis, uh, my pricing structure used to be again when I was static at the time. It would be £40 a session mm-hmm. for an hour. Yeah. Um, however, I used to run two or three people recovery sessions as well. Yeah. So as an example, it's a smaller scale of what a professional club would do. So um, two or three people, players, will come into the, into the clinic. Yeah. One person would get 45 minutes in the recovery pump compression boots. Yeah. One person would get a 45-minute massage, yeah. recovery massage. And if there's another person, they could do some foam rolling or use the Theraguns. Right. Um, 45 minutes each, they all swap round. Yeah. Uh, so they all experience each of the modalities. Yeah. Um, and I would charge for that. Uh, if it was one person, £40. Two person, I'd charge uh, £50. Or three person, £60. Okay. So and again, it's value split that money. between, yeah. So on an indiv- individual basis, it's costing 20 quid each, for instance, for three people. Yeah. That's, with, that's half price. Right. So, yeah, okay, that's that's cool. And if you wanted, if people wanted to see some examples of you doing these multi, uh, these multi, like people person treatments, yeah. um, they, where can they follow you on Instagram? I'm on Instagram at uh, Marty Royal Cryo. Um, I'm on Twitter as well. Don't ask me what that one is. Okay, <laughs> but Instagram Marty yeah. Royal Cryo. I'm, yeah, I'm nearly 49, so I'm not very good at social media stuff. So I'm knocking <laughs> on a bit. And as you said, no, you don't look uh, 49, so that's... Uh, oh, bless you. Thank you very much. Awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so we've talked about recovery, um, the types of clients that you're seeing. Tell me what your day typically looks like as a, you know, a, as a firefighter and a sports massage therapist. Um, weirdly enough, um, it can combine... So if I'm at work, one of the, one of the, one of my colleagues at work might say, "Yeah, I've just got a dodgy shoulder. Can you just have a look at it?" So it might actually involve treating treating my own colleagues at work okay. within the fire. Um, night shifts normally are set out for that, so I do actually do do treatments. Right. But generally on day to day basis, they're sort of worlds apart, if you like. You yeah. know, if I'm at work, if I'm within the fire, that's my job. That's what yeah. I do. Um, Obviously, days off is where I concentrate on obviously building, not building my business. So I, I don't like to see it like that. Just helping people. I like helping people if I can to make them feel better, move better. Yeah. Then that, that's good enough for me. Okay. 
even like this today you described, you just came off nights. Um, yeah, so I've just finished a night shift this morning at, at 8 a.m. Driven up to Blackburn, which is about 45 minutes away. Okay. Honestly, to meet you. Um, yeah. And then after we've had a chat and a coffee and done this podcast, then I'm back home and I'm going to chill out for the rest of the day. Nice. Might have a bottle of red wine tonight, I think. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Awesome. Um, is there anything else you'd like um, the listeners to know? We, you know, our listeners are primarily North America. We've got some listeners in Australia as well. Um, nice. But uh, if uh, yeah, if there's any anything you'd like to to share, um, I just with the listeners. I'd like to visit one day. I'm yeah. not going to lie, it's on my bucket list to come over to Canada and North America anyway. Um, I just, if anyone wants to link up on Instagram and that, get in touch, send me a, send me a direct message and we can, have, we can have a chat about anything. You know, I'm, I'm, as I said to you, I'm always open to what other countries are doing sort of yeah. therapy-wise. So just link up and we can, we can chat, converse. Um, what are, one of the things that does sort of, or the word is actually um, that I also want to get across really is, is equipment wise before buying equipment just make sure you do your research on it and right. is is what I'm going to purchase for my clinic backed by science right. I've, we've had a discussion I'm not going to name company names but just just do your research before you buy anything because as therapists we've got a duty of care to our clients who we can't come in so if we're buying lesser equipment because of the cost, um, what effects is that going to have on our on our clients or patients? You know, we want to offer them the best service, the best available equipment. So, a bit of research first, and then uh, and go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marty. You're very for welcome. Taking the time to do the podcast. You're very welcome. It's good to see you. Nice to see you too. Nice one. Thank you. That's all for now from the Radical RM team. You can check out more Marty on Instagram at Marty Royal Cryo. And if you have questions or want to learn more about the modalities he uses in his practice, I know he would love to hear from you. So just send him a message. Thanks for listening, everyone. And I hope you have an awesome day.